How do I get both of my dogs to stop begging when I'm eating? I hate eating around them because they're always begging for my food. So one big weirdo. Okay, that's come on. Come on. You've been on the show for how long? You don't know how to fucking get your dogs away from the table. First of all, you you can be proactive by putting them in place or down, or or you can or you or you can just send them away by teaching the out command, which means get out of here. So you've got a couple of different options. All right, no bonk. Remote collar, no stim. Teach, teach them how to, how, to, how, to, how to leave you alone. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. And this is Joelle. How's everybody Hello. doing? Everyone's doing great on this Friday night. Happy Friday. Powerful week. We sort of don't have weeks here, but powerful day today. Really got a lot done. And this is a Q&A show. And the way that the show works is uh, we had to run a little bit late today because I had to take a dog to the to a vet. So I got out of there a little bit later. Um, it was a little, little of a bit of a longer process now, sitting mm-hmm. in my car and a lot of how does that work now? You sit in your car and you call the vet. Vet comes out with vet, the corona. The vet tech comes out, grabs the dog, brings the dog in. They call you, tell you what's wrong with the dog, and then you know it's all done like that. This is weird. Interesting. Anyway, anyway, so it is what it is. Um, people ask questions. Joel reads the questions. I give the answers. A lot of people are gonna be asking how to stop, mm-hmm. how to stop, how to stop. So you can just hear a lot of my answers being punish the dog, correct the dog. Um, make it an intolerable consequence. And p- keep in mind that what we do here is what we do is we do not yell. We do not scream. You're not like people have to understand that it's not an emotional thing when you're correcting a dog. People are, need to understand what the word punishment means. You're not saying bad dog, go to your crate. We don't do timeouts, anything like that. We also have something called Jeff Gelman seminars. Jeff Gelman seminars is a, um, Oh, geez. This year, I don't know how many we're going to do, but it's about 25 to 28 seminars around the world. And we do those. And this year we're shooting for July 18th for our first one. So we're back about four months and um, we'll we'll be back. And now for everybody on Facebook Live and for everybody on um, YouTube and for all the people watching the replays. And let's get right to the question. All right. So for some reason, this hasn't caught up with YouTube yet. So I'll start reading from YouTube. Um, Gretchen says hello. Hey, Gretchen. Uh, Cody, best wishes for a great weekend for you two and the crews and, of course, the pups. Oh, thanks. Do you want to, we want to read any of the Facebook ones yet or no? Sure. Okay. So Chris says, shooting for the early bird special. Chris also goes, I have a four-year-old American pit bull terrier and wanted to see if there are any recommendations for playing with a rope. It's a tug toy. Sure. Play with play with it. Um, so play play with it. Play, play with play tug. Tug is a – what I'm a big fan of is I love playing tug, and I have a designated tug toy. And the tug toy is literally just for tug. I put it away. I take it out. I start the game and I finish the game. And I think that's really, really important that that, that, that people do that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, um, you'll end up um, with a dog that knows how to do tug, but doesn't like take, you know, you know, turn everything into a tug toy. Joseph, uh, uh, Rhonda says that's okay. Joseph says, hey, hey Jeff, miss you down in New Orleans. Hey, Joseph, I hope everything's going well for you. Miss you too, buddy. And uh, Jeffrey says hi from Nebraska. What do we got on the YouTube side? Um, Lori says hey, J&J. Kathy B, hey, everyone. Hey, how are you, Kathy? Hey, Kathy. Pack Leader Dog Training says, hey, guys, glad to be here. Hey, I'm happy to have you here, Pack Leader. Um, Michelle, Jeff, how do you feel about the Keeler Method of Training? I think everyone should read the Keeler Method of Dog Training. 
every single dog trainer, every single dog owner should read it. I think it has a lot of value to it. I think when dogs were trained like that, things were much better, you know, um, you know, but the problem is, is that we've gotten away from a lot of that. And I think some people associate the killer method of dog training as literally just how we did like his work with aggressive dogs. Like they use that section, yep. you know, dogs about to die tomorrow. This is how you have to train it. And like, that's like the whole, me- that's the whole method of training. And it's, a, it's actually a 10 week course. Yeah. So it's actually slow. But when dogs are about to be killed or you're working with an aggressive dog, it takes a lot of compulsion. Mm-hmm. So next. Um, Gretchen said, who went to the vet? Uh, one of our dogs, Gaia. Just get some skin issues. Next. Allergies. Uh, Yesenia says, hi, guys. Hey, Yesenia. Kathy B. Yes, they relay dogs back to you from your vehicle at the vet now. Yep. Um, Rachel, hey, I loved the splice video yesterday. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure to do Thanks it. I watched there. I watched some of the replay. The replay, by the way, is up on Patreon. I'm gonna leave it up there. Cool. And I watched and it was it was great for your for for your for your first, you know, even though you've done hundreds Ooh. of these, <laughs> you did you did a fantastic job. So Thanks. so congratulations, Joelle. Tone, how do I get to stop pulling when I take them on a walk? Um, number one, if you're not tone, if you're not using a prong collar. Get, at a minimum, get a prong collar, um, but there's still is dog training involved, but at least get yourself a prong collar. Watch my video on how to size it, how to start it, and how to start teaching your dog how to do it. Work with it in your yard first, work with it in your driveway, and then you start getting your dog to understand what the heel command is, and then you take your dog off property. Next. Um, Melissa posted a link to your Patreon channel oh. so everyone can hop on the Zoom. Oh, thank you. Tigres says hi, definitely. Hey, Tigres. Hannah. Ziva is in heat. Does she have an excuse to not want to engage in new training? Um, I, w- I wouldn't give her any excuse, but if she wants to make an excuse. As a woman, yeah. I beg to defer. Well, hey, okay. So if one of your fitness clients was pregnant and said, well, by the way, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to like force them to. Okay. Or if one of your fitness clients was ovulating. Oh, you don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta do that. Or menstruating. Oh, you don't have to work out when you're menstruating. You don't have to work out when you're ovulating. You don't have to work out when you're, when you're pregnant. Come on, it's one of your clients. You're, you're you're a coach. Yeah, but I'm just thinking me personally. My God. Well, you personally, there's certain times that you stay away from you. Next. <laughs> um, Pregnant, I don't know, but all the other times, ovulation, I, I, I don't know either. Hi from Nebraska. I can do math though. Next. <laughs> one big weirdo. Hello, J and J. Hey, how are you, Suzanne? Damn this thing! Sorry. Almost had it. Hold uh, on, sorry, it bumped us to the bottom. Oh uh, man, it bumped us quick. Real, I think it did a double real bump. quick. All right. Yep. Did I read one no. weirdo? Yes, you did. You did okay, right Suzanne, there. can I get some advice on bonker timing for the dog trying to run away from his owner, trying to stop the fear response before his start? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Should I say no bonk when he fixes his state, his stare on him? Thanks. Um, run away from the owner. Run from his owner. So you don't. You might not. Well, first of all, the way you bonk is you're teaching the word no. And you do say no first and then bonk. And you do it the first sign of loading. I don't know if I would do it for in that situation, though. No. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it in that situation, though. So I would just use leash. I would just use leash compulsion. Next. Mm, Menard. Hello there from Virginia. Hey, Maynard. How are you? Hey, VA. Is it Maynard or Menard? It's Maynard. Maynard? Yeah. Okay. Um, Morgan. Hey, guys. How do you correct whining when a dog is in place without them thinking they're being corrected for the command? Um, you can say, um, you can use the tone button on your remote power and then correct you want to. It's funny because Angela was reading um, something today and he goes, is this read or red? And I'm like, it's actually both, not red the color, 
but it's like because he was doing Past some tense. yeah he was doing some really good and that's what it was it was talking about that it was like he's doing some really advanced work yeah doing some really advanced stuff now i remember when he was just learning like one fish two fish yeah red fish the, blue fish i mean the, the 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 words that he's saying now are incredible yeah it's pretty cool yeah i know we're documenting a lot of it though next Rhonda, is adolescence really reek real in a pop my dog is 19 months and he's showing it i need to make him mind um so <laughs> make him so mind. In 19 months usually we see things at like 9 to 12 months old and then up until like up until like 24 mm, months old i could see it's you know, a year and a half yeah so you're months. gonna you're gonna see it you're gonna you're, you're gonna see it yeah. so all i would say is 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 buckle down a little bit more on stuff and um hold the dog accountable next emily says hello from the uk hey uk love you too Rachel, I have a new dog that started this week and I'm about to go about my regular training course with them, but also want to train out. Should that be done at a specific point in training? Does it matter? Um, I mean, if you've got a re if the dog is resource guarding and you have to train it immediately, then you train it immediately. But if you don't have to train it immediately, since we use out, it's going to be at a high level on the stem. You can wait a little bit. Next. We can start with spatial pressure out though. Teach that, them to respect your space. That we you do can that. Do. That you can do. But as far as like out as in like, you know, drop, like, drop something. Yeah. Yes. Next. Um, Edgar's hello. I told my sister about you. She started watching your vids and she loves it. Thank you all. Awesome. Yeah. Not too many, not too many sisters like my stuff. Next. My sisters like your stuff. Do they? Maybe <laughs> Allie. I've never actually asked them how to stop my dog from being reactive to other dogs. I use the e-collar and when she's about to cross threshold, I use no followed by a high stim. What should I do after? Um, then you, well, then you bring the dog, give the dog some guidance and have the dog come back. Remember the remote collar is not directional. So at the beginning, you want to make sure you give leash guidance on like where you actually should go next. Santana, how long should dogs wear prong collars before they can walk nicely without them? So Santana, number one, the dog's not wearing the prong collar. You're using the prong collar for training. And I know it's like word picking here, but it actually does matter because it's all about the state of mind of the person using it. And you'll hear me talk about that a lot. But to me, when I take my dogs on a walk, they wear prong collars. Mm -hmm. My dogs can heel off leash right next to me. But when I take them on a walk, and if we walk the boulevard, if we walk somewhere and I want a relaxing time, I'll just put them on prong collars. Why? You can use a prong. The goal is not to get rid of the tool. The goal is to get rid of the problem. So I would say it's like you got to walk them on something, right? The way is the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. You have to walk them on something. So a lot of people will say, well, oh, if you have to use the prong collar, well, then you're sort of cheating or the dog's not trained. I'm like, it's not trained? You know how many dogs pull on prong collars? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is trained. Mm -hmm. It just, I'm looking to make humans' lives easier. So Santana, what I would say to you is, you decide. You decide. When you think it's time to take the dog off the prong collar, take the dog off the prong collar. And if the walk is better or the same, stop using it. If, the, if, if it's worse, put it back on. Next. Ronnie, what other exercises do you do to wear your dogs out mentally besides sit in a chair and double down? Um, we don't necessarily wear them. Well, my personal dogs, I don't wear them out mentally at all. I just They just know how to be calm on command. As far as boarding trained dogs, just training. Just tr just, just training. And, drills. you know, do drills. Have them have them try to think about how to, how to troubleshoot, how to work through commands, um, duration work. But we're not trying to, this, this concept of like, I'm not, a, listen, I'm not against active acti activity, but dogs that don't necessarily come to us, they're already, they're already, already overactive. They need to learn how to be calm on command. They need to learn how to not be so aroused. So the dogs we get need to be like not so aroused. And then 
they need to be rehabbed. And then when they go to the owner, the owner can start this new relationship with them and then they can start doing all that stuff. Next. Right. Um, Nathan, on Wednesday's live, someone asked what to do when, if their dog scratches at the e-collar. I missed the answer. Actually, I think you went off on another. Oh, please. Nathan. My dog does the same thing. He will stop and scratch his collar. What to do? So you can either dial it up or take a leash pop, take the leash and give him a pop. Tell him to cut the leash shit. Leash is my go-to. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a line saying scratch on your own time. Next. Rhonda said nine months is adolescence real. Oh, so it's nine months, not 19. Oh yeah. Nine months is definitely real. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yes. Next. Julie. Oh, hold on. $5 top chat from Hannah. Um, why is Joel drinking out of a five gallon jug? It's not, it's not a five gallon jug. No, this is my daily intake. Right. That's yeah, your bonker. Two of these is my daily intake. <laughs> nice. I like that. This is uh, just that. that I'm really just, behind today though. That one just came in yesterday. Yeah. There's a cute little box too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a little bit deceiving. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I wouldn't mind one of those. <clears throat> Make sure you drink enough water. It's not refilling it all day long. I wouldn't long. mind one of those. <clears throat> all right. I got it. I'll order you one. Thank you. Um, Julie says, hello from Nebraska. Love you guys. Hey, Julie. Hey, how Julie. are you? One big weirdo. How do I get both of my dogs to stop begging when I'm eating? I hate eating around them because they're always begging for my food. So one big weirdo. Okay. That's. Come on. Come on. You've been on the show for how long? You don't know how to fucking get your dogs away from the table. First of all, you, let's be, you can be proactive by putting them in place. Or down, or or you can, or you, or you can just send them away by teaching the out command, which means get out of here. So you've got a couple of different options. All right, no bonk, remote collar, no stim. Teach teach them how to how to, how to, how to leave you alone. Next, paw. What is this paw man? Yep. Oh my god, you guys are the best. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Mary. What was the name of the way of training? You said everyone should read. Oh, the key, Spell K it, please. K M O D T. Keeler, K-O-E-H-L-E-R. Keeler. Like Rachel's name on here. Right. The Keeler method of dog training. Next. It's a it's a book about Rachel. Do you pronounce yours Keeler though, or is it Kohler? Next. I'm interested to know. Um she's, she's gonna be interning here. Oh, she is? Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. How does she pronounce it? I don't know. You never asked her that? That would have been my first question. Okay, next. Rachel, how do you pronounce your last name? I need to know. Um, Kathy B says, yes, splice info was cool. Thanks, Joel. Awesome. Thanks, Kathy. Holly says, killer. Yesenia, thank you. Jay's recall has gotten so much better. We're on the CS recall. Only problem is she's turning into a Velcro dog after the first so time. So put the dog in place or it down and walk away. Next. Um, Jennifer, three-year-old intact male lab attacked 11-year-old neutered male dog. Do I try to reintroduce them or keep them separated? I don't, so Jennifer, eventually, I mean, if, if these dogs live with you, you're going to have to introduce, reintroduce them at some point, right? But existence, I don't know your skill set. The problem is this. I don't know your skill set. I got no idea if you know how to read pre-attack stuff. I don't know anything about the dogs, the size of the dogs, how much damage they can do. Um, I don't know how strong you are to break up a dog fight. I don't know if you are alone, if there's someone else that can help you. Um, but the first thing I would do is, is work on existence together. Right now, keep them separate, but eventually work them together. Next. Um, Beverly, extremely scared dog from hoarding situation. How much do I push? So the first week or so, you don't have to push that much, but we like to push dogs through their fears. We really want to push the dogs through their fears because if we don't push them through their fears, then it's a disservice to the dog. So how hard, you know, you, you know, hard for you might not be hard for me, vice versa. Um, and, and I think that it's going to be important that you'll just, just do a good baseline training. Usually people take it too slow though. Next. 
L. Flemmy. Hi, all. Working on calm car behavior. Dog gets in the car, no problem. Not scared or resistant, but whines and shakes the entire ride. Have e-collar and tried to start in down, stay in back seat, but it doesn't last. Yeah, well, some dogs do well with downs and back seats. Some dogs don't do well with downs and back seats. So what you can do is role play, role play, role play. It would be nice to have maybe the dog in a, um, have, have some help. They can help um, uh, uh, also lead the dog into the down with the leash pressure as well. So you can focus on driving on the road. You can role play it though with the car not moving, but if the car is not moving and the dog does fine, well then you have to put the car into movement and then that would help if you had a second person next. Ramsey, how and when do you express affection to the dog? How about cuddling while watching TV? Ramsey, you can, you can give your dog affection anytime you want to, it's your dog. The big issue is, is it hurting or helping? So I need to know what your dog's behavioral problems are. So what happens is if you've got a dog that resource guards you as a human being, you probably shouldn't be cuddling with it all until you solve, until you solve, quote, fix that problem. If you've got a dog that's leech reactive, like almost every, every one of our clients' dogs pre-boarding train and then 90 days after boarding train shouldn't be cuddling their dog at all. But that doesn't mean you can't reward your dog. That doesn't mean you can't have fun with your dog. And I'm not against cuddling. I'm not against engagement games. I'm not against exercise. I'm not getting against a lot of stuff. But what we want to do is most owners that we deal with need to create new relationships with their dog. And that's not based on cuddling. That's what got them in trouble. Next. Um, Kionda, hey, guys, just listening today. Just curious how often and how long do you guys train dogs at your facility? I mean, they, they train all day long. Um, so, but they might get, you know, 90 minutes of active training and their socialization. And then there's um, walks. walks and now the swimming pool, which I've got to remind me to shut the water off tonight. It's right up, right at the right. It might not be at the top tonight, but tomorrow we'll get it. We'll get it there. So um, uh, we can swim the dogs there tomorrow, actually. I got to test the pump and the filter system tomorrow. Um, so, um, and then they go swimming next. Maynard says, ha ha ha, tear. Hey, what do you think about letting the dog sleep with you? Um, again, I'm not against dogs sleeping with you, but again, what's the dog's behavioral problems? If you've got a dog that resource guards, if you've got a dog that's, um, has separation anxiety, that's probably a big no, but it's up to you. It's your dog. Next. Cam, I have a dog that is not at all aggressive, but is extremely short-tempered with a higher energy dog she will have to coexist with for at least the next year or so. She growls and gives warning lunges when he tries to initiate play with her. I'm not expecting them to become best buds, but what should I do to keep this behavior from escalating into something dangerous? She's seven pounds. He's 65. So what I would do is this. So your dog, your dog doesn't like that kind of pressure. So it doesn't like the pressure. So there's a couple things you can do. You can either calm the other dog down. The, the other dog doesn't want to... Um, uh, 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 your dog doesn't want to engage with play. So your dog might just not have a good, good social skills. And you have to be careful because of the weight difference. You have to be careful because of the weight difference. So the goal is for them to be, is to coexist. But you can also, you, you do two things. You calm that other dog down. You, you keep that dog from engaging in play right now at the moment. But you also correct your dog for being a dick. Sorry, but your dog's being a jerk. But it's, but, but it's, it's semi-warranted, but your dog should learn how to not think engagement in play is like this horrific thing. Next. Laura, how do you help stop submissive peeing when a male human comes over to the house and tries to engage with the male dog? So what I would do is you've got to, you know, if, if, if Mr. Happy comes over and is wants to be like all oh, Mr. Happy with the dog, and that's the dog's, that, that's the association with that human, and the dog for, it might not be submissive peeing. It might be excitement pee. 
it sounds like there's one dog in the one dog in the family, right? It sounds like it's a one dog. So the dog, the guy is playing with the dog and the dog pees. Trying to engage. Yeah. So they might not be submissive. That might be excitement. It might be nervous. So what I would do is tell the dude to stop right now and then take it from there. Next. Lou, hi, J&J, and everyone in the room. Oh, thanks. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon Awesome. Yeah, Thank Joelle's got a really nice Patreon page. Great workouts. Join her fitness plan. It's really great. Patreon, 10 bucks. Change your life. Suzanne, would bonking be appropriate for fearful growling at the owner? I need more context on that. And why is it, the bigger question is, why is a dog fearful growling at the owner? So what's, I need way more context. But does a dog get corrected for growling at the owner? Historically, yes. But what's the owner doing? And what context is it in? Next. Santana said, me and my sister like your videos. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Santana. <laughs> Eileen, yes, me too. I like your music. Next. Santana, okay, thank you for the advice. You're welcome. Charles, hey, Jane Day. Doug finally started playing fetch instead of chase and drop. Thanks for the advice, Awesome, Jeff. Awesome job, Charles. That was quick. Eileen, my dog gets excited when he sees me pull out the prong. He associates it with a walk, which he loves. Yeah, a lot of dogs do. Maggie, I have two dogs who are out of control. No manners, boundaries, or anything. I'm having two TKRS in July, and I need help because they hurt me all the time. Okay. So, Maggie, you need to train what's, your dogs. What's a TKR? Surgery. So, you need to um, total knee replacement surgery. Oh. Um, unless there's another body part that sounds... Sound, Damn, she's having two? That My starts God. with a K. True that. Colon, but that's a C, and you don't have two of them. <laughs> Toxic bone. You only have one of those too. Grow up. All right. So um, what you're going to do is uh, number one, train the dogs. Start with training. Start with literally everything. How do you go in and out of a crate? How to respect the boundary? Sit down, place, recall. All right. How not to charge the door. How not to pull on the leash. How not to be a dick. Like literally just start, start with all my free videos. Start with all my free content. Next. Tiffany, had my dog trained at a facility that was heavy on e-collar pressure. I've since learned there are better approaches to training, but I'm stuck with him going into over-arousal when getting hit with stim. He is dog-reactive, and I'm at a loss to correct the over-fixation without the e-collar causing over-arousal. He rarely loses his shit anymore, but the fixation is far too intense. So believe it. So you might have to dial up more, but there are dogs that are numb to training tools, all right? So it's possible that though your levels are not high enough. And I know that sounds like, no, he was used over high, but we find most most owners underwhelm their dog. But a bonker will work. No, and then bonk at the fixation. When you bonk properly, the bonker on fixation works better than any other tool that we've ever used. Next. 499 Top Chat from Holding On Dog Training. Throwing you some cash for all the amazing content workshops, et cetera, this week. Fantastic stuff. I really enjoyed and learned a lot. Love awesome. Yeah, it was a busy week of stuff. Yeah, sure was. It was a really busy week. We got a lot done. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been jamming on your on your Patreon page too. You've been jamming on a lot of your private clients. Really, really impressed. Hustling. Hustling. This freaking COVID thing has fucking made you hustle. Good job. Thanks. Angela, you want to say hi to everybody? Next question. Come on, Ange. Kathy B, do you guys have an easier way of hooking your prong collar together? No, just think you could just if you want to get a quick release, get a quick release. Um, or just use your fingers. Next. Haley, how do you have your people reactive dogs remain calm and not charge when new people are over? They get corrected for doing it. So 
you teach them a baseline. First of all, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can just correct them right off the bat for doing it and teach them no. But then also you want to teach them place or down and then correct them for breaking it. So you can do that. Bonnie. Oh, there's Angelo. Thanks, Ange. Hey, Angelo, will you go put your pajamas on, please? Okay. Thank you. And brush your teeth. Give me your toothbrush and toothpaste. Thank you. Bonnie, my dog is nine months old. She's terrified of people. How do I socialize her without scaring her? So get her to exist. The socializing doesn't just mean like having people come up to the dog and pet the dog. Socializing means being around environmentals. Mm -hmm. There's like great, a great example is there's that video of you taking dogs to Home Depot with two dogs in a down, right? I think it was Dodie and, and, and Frank, mm -hmm. and they were in a down. Nobody interacted with them except for that one dick, but besides that guy, but but they were around stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's socializing. Next. Uh, Michelle P, 499 Top Chat. Hi, guys. Can't stay on, but wanted to show some love. Oh, thanks, Michelle. That's so nice of you. Let's see. Chris, why does it seem like 90% of the dogs I see on leash are out of control and the handler has no clue? Well, I think that's a that's statistically right. Probably 90% of the, the dogs in the United States have no good baseline training. That's probably about right. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I probably said that number before, actually. Like most dogs, nine out of 10 dogs, nine out of 10 dogs in the United States probably could not do a downstay at a coffee shop for more than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't. They just couldn't. And why? Because we've set the bar so low. Because what's happened is we've started doing all these training classes with a pure positive force free movement that's in a sterile environment that does not duplicate outside of the classroom. The real world. <laughs> And that's that's what it is, and that's and that's the big scam. Next, Edgar's. I've seen decoys using a prong on working dogs to make them more aggressive, not as a correction tool. That was the first time I've seen it. Have you had that before? Well, it's not that they're making them more aggressive; it's that they're that they're putting them more into drive. So they're putting them more into drive. So, you know, but that's tr but that's a certain a sp very specific training protocol that they're doing. But yes, we have had dogs, though. We've had had pet dogs that do get more ramped up mm -hmm. when you use the prong. Mm -hmm. But they're doing something totally different. It's totally different type of training. But they're just remember, it's just putting them more into drive. So they bite in, bite harder, and they're pulling, they're trying to pull them off the bite um, or they're trying to frustrate them. Um, but that's not my level of expertise. You'd want to talk to a working dog person about that, how they would utilize that tool. Next. Megan, hi from Long Island. Thanks for hosting this. My dog is pretty good on the leash, but if we walk in the opposite direction of my boyfriend during a walk, he jumps all over me to try to get me to turn around and go back. A firm yank with the prong collar is not doing the trick. I feel bad because my dog seems to think that something is wrong when I'm walking away with him. Thoughts for better management? So your dog does it. Okay, first of all, a couple of things. Uh, number one, hello, Long Island. Second of all, we do these Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7 p.m., um, and we're happy to do them. So thank you so much. Your dog does not think um, something bad is going to, is going on. That's your interpretation of it. Your dog just has separation issues from your boyfriend. That that's all it is. As far as the dog jumping on you, yanking, you're not probably not yanking hard enough, and you should be role playing this over and over and over again. Okay, you might want to have someone else control the leash though. They can maybe get better leverage. They can get better leverage. Sometimes it's really hard to correct a dog jumping, jumping on, on you, you while while you're like with it with the, you know while you're holding the dog. So you might want to you might want to have someone else do it. But that's all you got to do is correct for um, uh, the jumping on you. 
Next. Susan, Suzanne, fearful dog is training three times a day with his owner. Only eats during training. Some days he refuses to eat. Once he is fully comfortable eating from his owner every time. What is a good next training exercise to work on? Right now he just sits down with him and he feeds him. Push the dog harder. Push the dog harder. It's going to take you years to train this dog. But you can actually start, I would actually start with fearful dogs, the remote cower is the best tool. And I know that sounds crazy. So my dog's already afraid and now I'm shocking it. It's like, that's not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're giving the dog firm boundaries. Right. You're giving your dog incredible clarification. Mm -hmm. You're actually not having your dog, you know, all over the place. So if anything, it's, it's going to be way clearer for the dog. Next. Rachel, I pronounce it the second way. So Kohler. It's so weird to hear it the other way. You have a famous last name. You have a very famous last name. Probably one of the most famous names in dog training. Yeah. Next. John, has Joelle ever bonked you? My trainer wasn't against the bonker for any abuse reasons, but he thought it wouldn't be firm enough for my dog. I have a really reactive check line GSC that he thinks needs a stronger hand. He likes a soda can full of coins. Thoughts? Okay, so this is the thing. No, Joelle and I have never bonked in the UK version or in the way that we do it. Second of all, I just throw other shit at you. And yeah, say. you do. Um, so I've got um, a Malinois and I've got two German Shepherds working line. And I've worked with many working line dogs. And I've actually worked with probably the most intense biting Malinois that actually had to be kicked out of the South African um, police department because it kept biting everybody, even its own handler. It was an intense Malinois. Mm. And no correction ever worked with that dog. No, this was in Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana seminar. No correction ever worked with that dog. And I bonked that dog and that dog hit the ground and everybody in the room was shocked. And especially the owner saying, I've never been able to get that response out of my dog. And again, I'm not trying to abuse it. It's not abuse. It's a correction. The dog bites everybody. It lives in a muzzle. And I'm trying to get this dog like out of, I'm trying to keep this dog alive. So, but ironically, he likes the soda can full of coins thought. So you're trying to tell me that a soda can full of coins is firmer than a bonker. That doesn't make sense. All that makes sense is that's the tool of choice. That's the tool of choice of your trainer, but that's not a firmer hand. You know, it, it might give you a hand, like, you know, if it's a, if it's a 10 pound can of soda coins, you're probably going to build up some hand strength, but that's not using a firmer hand, but we're not, you don't need, but you don't need a firm hand to control a powerful dog. You need good dog training to control a powerful dog. Next. Edgars, I love your TikTok vids about the lies. LOL. So funny. Oh, thanks. I'm still trying to figure out my TikTok game. Kathy, do you use a backup for your prong collars? Um, I personally don't, but we highly recommend them. Yeah. I mean, with my own dogs. Rachel, I already read that. It's Kohler. Yep. Haley, how do you get your people aggressive dog remain calm? I already read that, yep, right? Yep. Um, L. Fleming, thank you. I'll recruit a leash holding co-pilot and awesome. try that out. Awesome. Haley, people in our house and when people approach him. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. That's about Michelle. Smart one-year-old lab. Only behavior I can't break is hyper-excitement jumping on visitors. Tried leash, treats, and visitor education. Okay, so treats won't work because treats will get you more of it. And we food train dogs. So treats will get you more of something. So we clicker and food train every dog that comes in here because we're, we're training them how to do things. But you're training a dog how not to do something. So 
if you've seen my how to stop jumping video and they're free and it's on YouTube, if you're not correcting like that, you're not giving your dog a leash correction. You can also use a remote collar. But getting a dog to stop jumping on humans is easier than teaching a sit. Next. Um, Susie, seven-year-old, cries during car rides. Help. Um, Child or dog? So so seven-year-old cries, cry, whines, do you mean? Or, you know, whines, whimpers, barks. So remote collar will help. No remote collar stim or no bonk. You have to use a punisher. Again, the word punisher does not mean it's not abuse. You're not mean. You're not. You're not mad. You're not upset. You're not yelling. You're not screaming. It's just a matter of fact. No, you can't do that. That just like made me think like because it was like seven year old cries during car rides. Like you should make like a parenting podcast and people call it. <laughs> Jeff, my kids cry in the backseat. What do I do? Speaking of that, which Angelo to toothpaste <laughs> toothbrush. Thank you. Next. That would be me. How do I make my kids so screaming? <laughs> well, first you have to have kids. Okay. Next. Calling into all the podcasts. Right. Somebody help me. <laughs> oh, God. I crack myself up. Sometimes. I was just going to say, you crack I yourself up. I can't cry tonight because I have a spray tan. I'll like, end up smudging it. Okay. Read your next question, please. Karen. Four-month-old mini golden doodle puppy. Fine and covered crate, but wines in the playpen. Has gotten better though, better through practice, but still happens, especially when I leave the room. Bonk playpen, intro e collar. So, no e collar. Why does the dog have a playpen? It doesn't need a playpen, but you can bonk the dog if you want to. But just create the dog. Just create the dog. Next. Suzanne says the dog was abused, not by us. I don't know what that means. Morgan, one out of two. But I don't know where the second part is. It's probably way, way down. Right, right. Uh, my new five-month-old shepherd is almost fully off-leash trained, so I'm so happy to finally have a shepherd. They are awesome dogs. He has a beautiful off-leash heel, too. Everyone keeps telling me he is. I don't know what the rest says. He is awesomely trained by you. Awesome. <laughs> Hannah. Uh, Coxix is also spelled with a C. Nice try. I know. Dad. Yeah. Didn't you know? Of course. I Yeah. Oh. I gave another C example, too. Oh. Yeah. I we're doing K's. I know. That's why it's not coccyx. You only have one and it's supposed to the C. Oh. Jason, my dog runs while I mountain bike in trails. She recently ran after a squirrel. My fault for not keeping her closer, correct? Yes, I use remote collar. Um, well, it's not your fault. Okay, don't beat yourself up for it. Number one, role play it. So let's, let's work on correcting, you know, correcting your dog and drive. One of my dogs went after a coyote the other day. So, I mean, it's like, is it my fault? I mean, yeah, because I didn't have a double collar on it, which I do now. So, text the Malinois went after a coyote. He didn't give a shit. Zero. Doesn't care at all. The thing got dialed all the way up. He didn't care. Because the coyote was worth more than anything else to that dog at that moment on that day. Mm -hmm. Was that coyote. And I didn't see him chasing the coyote until he was in a full run. He was like, because when we go off leash in the woods... It's not, it's not, um, it's not like they always stay on a trail. They'll like go off and they'll like, they don't run away. They'll like, they'll go off like 12 feet, but they went, it was over a hill. That's what it was. It was over a hill. And we literally were like, is that just Kira? Yes. Like, Holy shit. And coyote. next thing you know, two animals, no, three animals. They all look the same when they're yes. running. So three animals came flying in front of us and we saw one animal and then Tex and then 
Kira, Kira, who we thought was the first animal, but was the third animal. They were like, holy shit, that's a coyote. Yeah. So well, I, like, that's not a German Shepherd. So I'm like, Kira. And uh, 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 Kira came back and Tex was like, after dinner time, I'll be back. Next. Fucking Tex. Um, you don't give a shit. Patsy, baby. Hey, guys, me again. Dog is abrasive at night, mostly when walking in the yard. We have all grass, bites, growls, runs in circles, sees when tired, does more. 12 yeah. weeks, no. Tried bonking, not working. Help. Wait, he's 12 weeks old? I guess so. So he's 12, he's, so he's 12 weeks old. That's what happens with tired 12-week-old puppies. So so if you're not bonking, you might not be bonking properly. It's the only 12-week-old puppy. But it, it, at night, I'd keep that dog on a leash, and I would take it out to go potty, and I'd bring it back in. But you can. But if you're not, if that that if you're not getting result out of bonking a twelve week old puppy, which I'm not going to say you should be bonking twelve week old puppies, but for growling and stuff. But when dogs are tired, the biggest thing that happens though with a lot of puppies that people are getting puppies is they're they're keeping them out of their crates too much. Yeah. And they get cranky. They really do. I know. Little razor teeth. I know. Next. I can relate. I was just going to say that, but you did. I'm glad. Next. It's like. Ugh. I just want to sleep, and this person keeps touching me. I'd be so annoyed, too. <laughs> Morgan, go and end up being protective of me and bark at people. Oh, okay. So this is about the good trained dog. People keep saying he's going to end up being protective of me and bark at people, and there is no stopping that. What? If I stay on top of him, do I have to worry about it? He hasn't barked yet because I interrupt it before it starts. Just because it's a German Shepherd. And he's got a good heel? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Is People, he no, they're stereotyping the breed. Is he showing protective nature of you? I mean, my dogs all off-leash heel next to me, and they don't protect me unless, like, you're trying to harm me. But you can walk up to me, and they can't give me a hug now. It's fucking social distancing. You know, hug life's over. So, But you can, like, walk up to me, shake my hand. You can walk up to me and talk to me. My dogs aren't going to attack you. No, it sounds like these people are just stereotyping. Like German yeah. shepherds are gonna end up becoming aggressive because they're well trained, right? Next, so let's have out of control dogs to jump on you instead. Next, so answer her question: Does she have to worry about it if I stay on top of it? No, you don't have to worry about it, Morgan. You're all set, Laura. My male dog doesn't pee when the kids and I play with him or when female guests come over. My ex used to abuse him, but is out of the picture. When my male friend or dad comes over, he will start to pee when they try to engage with him. Or if they yell at him, could he have excitable pee that situation versus submissive? That wouldn't be excitable. So first of all, why are why are your is your dad and male friend the guy who you're not having sex with? Why is why <laughs> why why are they yelling at your dog? Why are they yelling at your dog? Like what's there to yell at? Let's do dog training instead. So that could be fear-based, it could be submissive, but why are they yelling? I would say, stop yelling at my dog. And then you do the training. Next. Anna, hi, J&J. My dog is always breaking place the minute I walk out of the room, even for a minute. Then I walk back. He rushes through the bed and lays back down. <laughs> Any suggestions? I'm always nagging. So what I would do is I put the dog on a tie back. This is assuming your dog knows place, which it does because it runs, it runs, <laughs> runs back. back. So it knows it. Put the dog on a tie back. Teach the dog how to remote do remote collar training in place. Set up a little nanny cam. All right. Set up a little nanny cam. All right. And leave the room. You see your dog break place. Apply continuous stim. The dog should run back. And now the dog. This is this is you. You have to have trained the dog on the remote though. The last thing I want anyone to be doing 
is putting a remote collar on their dog and just pushing buttons on the dog, pushing buttons for for um, um, the dog not doing what it's been told without training on the remote. There's only things you can do for that is some behavior modification protocols, but not for um, obedience. Next. Julie, dog will not settle in the car for any rides. Turn signal makes her whine more. Well, you could move to Rhode Island and because nobody uses their turn signal. They really don't. All right. They don't even stop at stop signs. All right. So there you go. Every day is a gamble so for come, your life. So come on over here. You know, come over. Yeah, we live upstairs. We got space. We got space for you and your whiny yeah, dog. about your turn signal. That's right. So what I would do is this, um, remote collars are historically good for whining. Whining can be a hard one though. Whining can be one of those things sure where you're like, damn, is. how the heck am I going to fix this whining? Like what number is it, for four years. is it high? Is it low? <laughs> is it, is it momentary? Is it continuous? Next. Justin, totally agree. Whenever I take clients to the park, I feel like after one hour, their dogs have a better baseline of expectations and 90% in the park. So many people who don't even know how to walk a dog rock on. Jack. No, they walk a dog. They can't even freaking. Dog walks them. They can't even like do anything with their dog. Next. Suzanne, thank you for sharing your expertise. I tell all my friends and family that are having issues with their dogs to check you out. Wow. That's a good way to get your family to hate you. But thanks anyway, Suzanne. <laughs> Annie, happy Aloha Friday, guys, from Florida. Thank you. Oh, thank it's you. It's Aloha Friday. Is it? Oh, I should be in Hawaii right now. We can't go to Hawaii till June 30th next. Hmm. Manjit, Manjit, how do you feel about off-leash dogs running an off-leash dog, rushing an off-leash dog that is under control? My dog is constantly being greeted by off-leash dogs, and I'm being told it's my fault because she isn't leashed. <laughs> isn't that so funny how that works? Hold on one second. Your dog is leashed. Correct. No, his dog is off leash but under control. Right. Other dogs are rushing up to it. Well, so it's your fault because your dog's not leashed, but an off leash dog is rushing you. Right. Well, those dogs aren't leashed either. Right. So wouldn't that make it that dog's fault too? So let's just like at least doesn't work that way. Let's admit that if it's your fault, it's also their fault. So now we're at 50-50, right? You're both responsible, supposedly. But now let's talk about your dog's next to you healing and their dog ran away from the owner. Well, that brings it down to like you're 1% responsible. They're 99% responsible. And that 1% is because you actually happen to have a dog with you. But it's their, not, it's their fault. So... How do I feel about it? I feel like the, the bigger question is how's the dog going to feel after it gets booted away from me? Because I don't know anything about that dog. And I don't want off-leash dogs running at me. Because I've seen dogs attack, kill, bite, own, bite humans, bite children, knock over people, people injured from off-leash dogs. So if someone's going to get hurt, um, it's terrible that it has to be that dog. But I'd rather it be that dog than myself, my kids, a loved one, or my dog. Simple concepts. Next. Rusty, so if my puppy is trying to play and my one-year-old lab growls, who do I correct? Lab acts like a bitch that never wants to be, never wants the puppy around. The puppy doesn't bug her all the time, but sometimes wants to play. So this is the this is the thing. <sighs> Your puppy's doing normal engagement in play exercise, most likely, from what it sounds like. Your other dog who's being a bitch is doing normal 
I'm a bitch, stay away from me exercise protocols. So, so hard. who do you correct? It's really hard to unbitch somebody, some, somebody sometimes. So you're asking your dog to, to put up with puppy nonsense. A lot of dogs don't like puppy nonsense. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I probably would advocate for both of them and tell the dog that's growling to cut the shit and tell the puppy, hey, this dog doesn't want to play with you. But you don't say that. Next. That's dog training, though. Next. Rusty. I already read that. Manjit. My dog is e-collar trained and has impeccable recall. Can be called off of other dogs, no problem. Never rushes other dogs off leash. Awesome. Well, that's the one that's constantly getting... Oh, 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 oh. oh that's the one that it's your fault, right? Got it. Yeah. That, ha that happens a lot. People want to... It's like you're walking down the street, public street, and there's like a dog barking in the window of a house and the person comes out of the house and yells at you. Can you not walk? Can up? you not walk past my house, please? Because I my dog is barking. Right. It's like shut your dog up. It's like, have you ever thought about shutting your dog up? Right. Does it ever cross your mind? Right. Knocking down blinds it's and shit. It's the world's fault. Right. It's like it's Put like a newspaper in your window, all right? right? Right. It's like it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. It's like it's the irony of it. Next. Megan, thank you. And thank you for the reassurance about my perceptions. Your advice has made us much better dog owners. Awesome. Justin, yes, push the dog harder. Training is stress sometimes. A lot of people struggle with this. Yeah, training is stressful and life is stressful. And life sure is, is life is very stressful right now for a lot of people. And I and on that note, if there's anybody out there that's really, really struggling right now with depression, with um anxiety, um, with suicidal thoughts, with um uh, financial hardship, with thinking about doing something, harming themselves or harming others please reach out for help. There is a lot of free resources out there um, that you can get help. And um, just to let you know, that makes you normal right now. I think um, a lot of people out there are struggling. Um, in fact, there's a, a, a report that just came out that more people in California are dying from suicide than are dying from um, the coronavirus. So it's like people are really being pushed to the limit right now. Um, and historically depression comes, um, at stressful times and this is a very stressful time and it's a very hopeless time for a lot of people. And, um, I want people to know that this too shall pass and it's a really good time to reframe a lot of stuff and to pivot and there's opportunity out there right now. Um, uh, so please, please, please reach out for help next. Um, Michelle said, thank you. I'll watch it. Awesome. Karen said, bonk those kids in the back seat. Yes. Sharon. Hey, guys. I've been watching your videos for a while and had a fantastic success with unwanted behavior, leash training, etc. However, my dog bit a toddler yesterday. Ooh. He was outside with us in a down on a leash, and I was sitting in a chair next to him. This has never happened before. Our neighbor's toddler came over, and I told our friend to get her. Both he and my husband insisted she was fine. But I asked to move her, grab my dog as she came over and tried to kiss him. I was too slow. Okay. So, all right. So, wait, hold on. No. Who was, what, both you and your husband insisted she was fine? Or the dog? Both he and my husband. Who's he? The, the, the neighbor. The neighbor and the husband said the dog was fine. She was fine. The little girl that came over, the toddler. Oh, okay. The problem is that the toddler reached in to kiss the dog. So, that doesn't make it the toddler's fault. 
So unfortunately, there was an error made. And unfortunately, it's human error. So as bad as it is, you're going to have to own that one because you are the responsible adults. And that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad dog owner. It doesn't make you, you know, anything like that. But it just, you know, lesson learned. And that's really terrible. And I hope the little girl is okay. And now you know that it's like why I talk about like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I've pushed children out of the way of my dogs. It's like, don't like, because I don't know what they're going to do. And my dogs don't randomly just like, you know, bite somebody. But I don't know if they're going to bite a toddler if they went in for a kiss or a hug because I've never tried it. Like if Angela will ever, like Angela pets our dogs, but you know, I, he's never tried to hug them or kiss them because he would be corrected. Next. Hannah says, Hey, Ange. Hannah says, hello. And Angela says, hi. Haley is bonking more for dog aggressive dogs, or do you think it would be more, it would be effective for before he started loading on a person. He's very sweet to some people, but raging ass the majority. So Haley bonking is teaching the word no bonking and has got actually nothing to do with aggression. Yes, we use it with aggressive dogs, but we also use food with aggressive dogs. So, you know, bonking is a great time. What you described is called loading. That's actually when you bonk. You say no, and then you bonk. Next. Um, Kathy, text zero shits giving. Coyote, LOL. Yep, it's true. It's, it's very true. And, and it's like, I can just see it now. Because the, the, the way the coyotes work is one they send one out, probably the intern. <laughs> you know, they send one out and they're like, hey, see if you can rustle up some food and bring them back. And they get prey to, you know, dogs to chase them back to the pack. And then next thing you know, you got, you got five or six coyotes on top of Tex. And we're like, fuck. He took on the whole pack. He would. Came too. back strutting his stuff. Yep. So oh, shit. Yep. Um, Erica. Hi, J&J. So happy to finally catch you guys. Currently at work and love having your podcast in the background. Looking forward to shadowing Julie and Josh in Maryland soon. Oh, awesome, Erica. Cool. Diane, oh, J&J, started my 10-pound Yorkie on the micro mini educator yesterday. Oh, nice. Etsy baby. Sorry, Cavachon, 12 weeks. Couldn't fix my typing. Two different dogs. I don't even remember what that's about now. I don't know oh, either. shoot. Next. Uh, Magdalena. Hi, guys. It's my first time tuning in after I lost my 11-month old dog in a freak Ooh. accident back in March. He was becoming such an amazing pup. Thanks to your training methods. I love you guys. Thank you for all you do. So um, was that Magdala? Mag Magdalena. Magdalena. So Magdalena, number one, I'm sorry for your loss. Losing a dog sucks. Like it's never good, you know, and then losing a dog so young, obviously is never good. And I, you know, I, I can't tell anybody how to, how to grieve. We all grieve differently, but this is the cool part about all this Magdalena is now you have a skill set that you didn't have possibly before for the when you get the next dog whenever you're ready to incorporate that skill set and you're gonna have another great dog so i like to look at it that way you know i like to look at it that way it just sucks death death does happen yeah it just does happen sucks. and the cool part is that might be a pivotal moment in your life that will change the trajectory of your life. Who knows what you're going to do with that grief? Who knows what you're going to do with that information? You might 
reevaluate your own life. You might reevaluate like a lot of things, which is what I'm hoping people are doing, you know, during, during these times, mm. you know, not reevaluating their life, whether they should be alive or dead, obviously, but whether like what they should be doing. Yeah. So next. Um, Edgar is my Mally is the same rabbits, fox, cats, or dogs. He is off. I tried dog treat e-collar on Max, but no reaction. Hard dogs. So yeah, I mean, I can, but it's funny because we can call our dogs off of a lot of prey, but every once in a while, we can't. Like I can call my dog off a rabbit. I can call my dog off squirrels. I can call my dog off probably coyotes if I catch it early enough. But full blown drive. Once you're late. You're late. Once you're late, you're late. It's all over. It's over. It's like trying to stop an orgasm no like when you when you're already when you're already there. It just you're ain't late. it ain't it ain't stopping. It ain't it ain't stopping. It's done. Next. Hermarsh, what is the best way to deal with a skittish dog? He's five months old, German Shepherd, Rottweiler man. So this is the thing with a skittish dog. Number one, start holding it accountable. A lot of people, what they do with skittish dogs is they feel bad for them. And yeah. trust me, I don't like to see a skittish dog either. I'm right there with you. I'm human. I'm got a heart. I'm right there with you. But I think of it more methodically. Mm -hmm. I think of it more from a dog trainer methodical step by step process. And what we do is we we start like right from the beginning with boundaries, cut down on affection and boundaries, and hold the dog accountable. But start training stuff, and then hold the dog accountable, and then start inviting in, um, inviting environmentals in. Next. Um. Nicole, hey guys, so great to see you again. Two-year-old ACDs, very reactive on and off leash with Two people and wow. dogs. We'll nip at dogs hard to redirect in that state. One is deaf, best way to deal with it. E-collar is coming next week. So Nicole, you can't, you don't want to redirect a biting dog. You don't want to redirect bad behavior to get a good behavior. You want to apply a punisher to a bad behavior to extinguish the bad behavior. So what you're going to do is you're going to be correcting the first of all, you got two of them, number one. All right. You got two of them. And it's all, and what did she say? It's up. Oh, it's already good. It's already gone. So were they rowdy? What was the word she described? Are they out of control? Or are they just going after humans? Very reactive. Very reactive. Okay. So the first sign of reactivity is when you correct them. Next. Cecilia, as a massage therapist, it really is awesome to see how dog body behavior is as easy to read as human behavior. Your wonderful information has made me handling clients' dogs easier. Awesome. So hopefully, and hopefully you're going to get back to work soon too, Cecilia. Kathy, by the way, to continue from the other day, D meant dick, dick, dick. It sure did. In fact, we've got a. Um, He's a real D. We've got a. We've got a. What you call it? That video is coming clip. out. The clip is coming. You made out. the highlight reel. You made the highlight reel. It's coming out tomorrow morning. 4 a.m. when I wake up. D is for dick. That's right. Casino Lucci. I like that name. How long does it usually take for a puppy to be potty trained, Jeff? Um, all depends on the skill set. There's a lot of, there's a lot of variables there, uh, Casino. Um, 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 it all depends on the dog. Some dogs take longer, believe it or not. It also depends on the skill set of the human, you. And it depends on, like, the routine. Um, but, I mean... And then it also depends, are we talking about crate trained or housebroken? And then, so there's a lot of variables. You know, can you get a dog to sleep through a sleep through the night in a crate by 12 weeks old, 14 weeks old? You should, you know, roaming around your house. No, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So next. 
Megan Wells, you guys kill me, LOL. And there's a casino. I'm not the potty training guy. Like that's not like what we do. That's like that's not my level of expertise is potty training. So there are so many people out there that like love training puppies. They like love them. They're like, I only want to, I only want up to 16 weeks. That's it. I mm-hmm. want to train them from eight weeks to 16 weeks, and then I want a new batch of dogs in. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's what they want. And it's a great, it's a great calling to have like to be able to start these dogs and imprint these dogs. The consulting job that we might have down south is like they, they start them all as puppies. Great. Yeah. Next. Um, Diane, hi J and J. Started my 10-pound Yorkie on microeducator yesterday. Absolutely magical. This is dog number two on e-collar, so it's already really good with my timing. Today, yes. Today, totally different dog. Awesome. Hold on. Angela, go potty, please. Damn it. Okay. Thank you. This thing just keeps bumping me. I hate this. Um... I know. I know. Camila, should I let my reactive conocorso react if an off-leash dog gets too close barking? Um, that's a personal choice. That's a personal choice. I mean, you can sort of like go. I, I'd be careful about that because I would try to work your dog through it. But I mean, if it's an off-leash dog charging you, sure, go ahead. I mean, if off-leash dogs charge my pack, I mean, leashes are going down. Yeah. You know, it's like go ahead, guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold your leashes and let you get attacked. Next. Stella, hey guys, thanks for all your great advice. How do you get an appropriate correction level for nonsense and known commands? Been e-collar training my eight-month Maltese, Jack Russell Terrier for two months, and I'm procrastinating. So, Stella, you, the dog will tell you. The dog will tell you. So, you know, a known command, like, down. Keep a leash on the dog, dial up by maybe 10, right? And no, and then correct and see what happens and help. But work your dog through the correction. Work your dog through the correction. Next. Um, Diane, P.S. My boy is nine months old and being bratty and I knew it. Yeah. So, but now it's time to step it up. Are you going to bed now, Angela? Mm, All right. Love you. Good night. Okay. You try, buddy. <laughs> Sleeping at the center tonight. He's so just like. Yep. Adult like, I'm gonna try. Good try. Okay. I'll try. Patrick, hello from Florida. Three year old map owner. Great info. Thank you for posting. You're welcome. Danielle, I have a female pit bull that is a year old. She just recently went through heat. When I first got her as a puppy, I lived on my own. She was around other dogs and there was never an issue. Right. But recently, I moved into my mom's who has two dogs, a female German Shepherd, Whoa! and a female Rottweiler. Three bitches in the house. The German shepherd and my people constantly would fight to the point I had to move the dog from the home where she went to live with my dad temporarily until I gave birth and live on my own again. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. You're pregnant or the dog's pregnant? She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Well, it was who went in heat, though? The female pit bull. The the dog went in heat and you're pregnant. There's more to it. I just don't know where the rest is. Oh, so, yeah. That's what I mean. You get get a bunch of female dogs together. Oof. You're looking for a dog fight a lot of times. Not all the time. I, mean, I don't see it, so I can't. I was confused there. It's like hurting my eyeballs scrolling. Um, Megan, I've literally have had that happen. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Camila, also when I correct for the e collar, he my corso sometimes starts whining. How? Why do I stop that? How do I stop that? Uh, how do you stop it? You just you can correct again. Correct again. The whining is sort of the shrapnel um, effect. It's the arousal next. Last Wait. couple questions. 
Wayne, how do I get my dog to engage with playing with toys? Very well-mannered help. Two different things. How do you get your dog engaged with toys? Um, start researching engagement games. So I would look, I would literally go Google engagement games. Well-mannered, two separate things. Well-mannered is I think going he was to... just making a statement. Like, my dog's very well-mannered. I don't think it was a question. Oh, so you already have a well-mannered dog, and now you want to get him to play with engagement games. So um, a flirt pull is a lot of fun to do. Start with a flirt pull. Next. Um, Pam, I have a 10-month-old lab mix. I take him outside on a leash to go potty. No fenced yard. He started to bark at everything and lunges at everything outside that moves. He's big and strong and has taken me down a few times. Just recently found you, so starting to learn since the guy group was watching was very no is a bad thing. Just thought, just bought a TBI pro collar. I haven't used it yet, though. Thank you for all your help. Have a good feeling. I'll be learning a lot now. So get yourself at least a prong collar on that. So this the, this this concept of never say no to your dog is the biggest line of bullshit, the biggest disservice to dog owners that there is out there. It's a ideology. It's a mantra. It's a money-sucking pit out of your bank account ideology it's false it's wrong it kills dogs and and you know and we use rewards to train don't get me wrong like we use clickers and food to train dogs but this kind that's only half the equation to, to not tell your kid no kid i was thinking about angela could you imagine that everyone likes to humanize stuff not tell your dog no no is not a bad thing next Oh, it's 830. Um, Sharon question. says, thank you very much. That was it. Sorry, guys. We never get through any of the questions anymore because we don't even come close to the questions anymore because we're on Facebook Live now. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. That's why people are doing top chats. But that's also why people are joining our Patreon channel. On the Patreon channel, we've got a Q&A on there that you can ask questions. And I do video responses. Also, we have something called the Zoom Room every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Literally, you see me like you're seeing me now, but I get to see you and we can talk back and forth. It's fantastic. Pretty neat. Yeah, pretty neat. And then you can also do a one-on-one -on -one consult with me as well. And all that information is right on our website, Solid Canine Training. So we do a ton of free stuff, a ton. In fact, I want to do another seminar series video maybe this weekend if we have time. Okay. And um, uh, and then and you've got to do a talking head video, by the way. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, that's what we're going to end with tonight. And then. And then, and then we're done. <laughs>